Hello, today I have the pleasure of interviewing Mr. Terrence Hutchison. He is a certified elite health and wellness coach, radio show host, podcast personality, special event host, motivational speaker, commercial voiceovers, author, and wellness blog. Blogger, I'm sorry. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm just laughing because before in the green room, we was having a great conversation. I said, this is going to be fun. So thank you. Oh, thank you for coming. Um, so today we're going to be interviewing you and talking about um, your health journey um, and how you overcame type 2 diabetes and uh, basically where you're at today and uh, how you're helping others. Oh, man. It was it was 2009. Mm -hmm. And I was coming off a real bitter divorce. I was had to dissolve properties and businesses. And I was at the point where I was relocating from upstate New York all the way to Atlanta. I'm 39 years old. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about moving home with my mother at 39 years old. I'm freaking out. Like, oh, no, I, you know, that's something that I wasn't prepared for, you know, um, I've been on my own for years, you know, 16, at 16, I've, I've been doing my thing. I really never lived at home, you know, and uh, I love my independence. I love being the provider. So now you, it, I started to feel like I was a failure at 39, hmm. you know, moving home at, with your mother. Uh, and then, so when I reached Atlanta, I started hanging out. I started partying. I started <laughs> drinking. I started incorporating improper eating habits, lack of sleep. Atlanta's the hub. So I'm in Kentucky. I'm in, you know, uh, uh, St. Louis. I'm in Alabama. I'm in Miami. I'm everywhere within driving distance of Atlanta. And one time I was in Miami at a party and I was in a pool and I knew something wasn't right with my health. Hmm. And I got out and man, you know, I started feeling uh, really dizzy. I had blurry vision. And the next day in Atlanta, you know, even going into the next day, I had frequent uh, urination, dry mouth, uh, weight loss. Like my, I was like, hey, boy, I was like, what's going on? I was totally freaked out. But I did not know at the time that these were serious complications of type two diabetes. You know, and I, I'm thinking maybe somebody done drugged me, put something in my drink at the party, whatever, mm -hmm. and. By the time we got back to Atlanta, you know, I called my my primary physician. I said, listen, I need to come in. And they said, come on in. By the time I got to her office, I passed out right there in the lobby. Hmm. My body had already depleted itself. It turned on me. It's, you know, my body was like, look, we sick of the abuse. And now here we are. So uh, by the time the, the AMLAPS came to my doctor's office, you know, they was checking my skin. I was real clammy. I was sweaty, but I was still aware of what was going on around me. So I'm laying in the gurney and I looked up and I saw myself hovering over me, hmm. looking down at me saying, look what you done did, you know, you, you killing us, <laughs> you know? And that was, a, that was a live moment, man. i never forget it. Like I was actually looking down at me on a gurney calling myself stupid, you know? And I was like, you, you're just messing up, bro. And- uh, So what they see in the movies is true when people 
actually see themselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never witnessed anything like that, but that particular moment, mm -hmm. you know, I'm thinking I'm having an out of body experience for real. And I was shook. And the the uh, EMT guy, he was like, you know what's going on with you? And I said, no. So they hooked me up with IVs and everything. He said, man, we think you're having complications of diabetes. Hmm. And I was like, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm looking at it as an old person disease. You know, I don't, I wasn't educated on this lifestyle disease at the time. So when I got to the ICU, I mean, the emergency room, it was, I'm texting on the phone. They said, man, I don't know how this guy is not in a diabetic coma. Uh, he's not dead. How is he able to text and communicate effectively like this? And um, it was just amazing. So I'm texting my family like, yo, I'm in IC. Come to the emergency room at the care medical, you know. And I didn't know that I was supposed to be in a diabetic ketosis, which is a coma mm -hmm. or even dead. And I, the side effects, the complications of type 2 diabetes, I went from 242 pounds to 200 pounds in two days. Wow. Yeah, I thought somebody done drugged me. I, I said, am I on crack? Then I started thinking about, you know, HIV, you know, all type of stuff. Yeah, I would think that too. Like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I was, my brain was like, oh, who was I with? What chick, I was some chick, done, you know what I'm saying? Because I was wilding, you know, I, yeah. you know. And I was freaked out, but when they told me, I said, that's impossible. And it was like, sure enough. And I had um, last lack of appetite. Mm -hmm. I couldn't taste anything. So I was getting sodas, iced tea, beer, anything I can. I was extremely thirsty. I was all my favorite foods. I said, get this, get that. And I was ordering food and I couldn't taste anything. Hmm. And I was like, oh, Something is definitely not right. But, you know, they got me hooked up in ICU and they started giving me crushed ice. They had two IVs getting the saline solutions in me, injecting me and everything. That was the best crushed ice for two <laughs> days. I never taste crushed ice like that. But when my taste buds came back, that was the nastiest ice. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Don't give me this. So that was the start of it. And after three and a half days in ICU, they were, I was able to walk out of there. Five people, four people outside of myself checked in. Mm -hmm. I'm the only person that walked out. Oh, wow. Right. So, and I'm, when, you're, when you're in ICU and you're looking up at the ceiling and you're saying, Lord, help me, help me, help me. You know what I mean? And the only thing you can hear it's the machines beeping, you know, the nurses checking. They was poking me every hour on hour. And one, when I was able to walk, I had one IV and I was walking up and down that ICU ward on the flip floor. And every room that I walked past, I could smell death mm. in that room. And family members praying over their loved ones. And I was saying, man, that was a scary thing for me, you know, and I was like, I have to get out of here. I have to get better. And three and a half days, they kicked me out. And mm -hmm. since then, I've been to the ICU ward to visit a friend last year for the first time. And all those memories and feelings started to kick back in my head. 
Mm-hmm. I said, man, I don't ever want to go back to a hospital on my own for my own health reasons mm-hmm. ever again in my life. So that prompted me to take really great care of myself. Okay. So what inspired you to get into the health and fitness field thereafter? Uh, losing that, that, that 40 pounds, because I came up in New York. You have to be a nice size guy. So nobody wouldn't try to try you, especially where I was, mm-hmm. you know, you needed that size on you. And so it was that Mike Tyson size. I always viewed myself as Mike, Mike Tyson, you know, and um, when I lost that weight, it freaked me out. I was feeling frail. I was super weak. And I got back, I was going to my office and there was this church on my way going back and forth from home to my office. And they had a gym called Hope Fitness. And one day I said, I'm going to pull up in there because I got to get back in the gym. And one day I pulled up, I signed up, $10 to sign up. And I made it my point on my way home, before I go home, I'm going to go hit this gym and really get into it. And I started doing that. And within like 30 days, I was picking up some nice size. And uh, a, a, a potential uh, client came in. <clears throat> hey, are you the trainer? are you the trainer? And then boom, the light bulb went off. And right at that day, I went and started educating myself. I got into classes, courses Mm -hmm. to become a personal trainer. Okay. Yeah. So the rest is history after that. So how would you describe your daily workout routine? Um, yeah, early five, five o'clock in the morning, the alarm goes off. Mm -hmm. I would get up, I would lay there to 5.30, I would meditate. Um, got a phone call, excuse me. I would meditate, relax my mind, gratitude, praise and stuff like that. And I get up, I do a pre-workout, take a shower. Then I would go to the studio and start working with clients and you know, I would work out with them. I, I just don't stand there and watch people. And um, so every day that would be my routine. In, in the other room, in the other part of the studio, I have a bow flex, weights, kettlebells, and everything like that. So I would get into it for myself. And because I'm such an advocate for health and wellness, it was important for me to take care of my body and my mind. So when I'm talking in front of potential clients or a health and wellness convention or whatever, I needed people to look at me and, and tell that I was serious about my commitment to my lifestyle and when I promoted my first book released my first book it was important for me to live my truth my story had to be shared and a lot of times people just talk but you know I really wanted to uh, get into it so exercise is one of those things that I had to do every day if I wasn't doing anything if I'm not doing anything I feel like I'm just I'm not like I'm losing so yeah okay so as an entrepreneur you wear a lot of hats uh what would you say has been your biggest challenge and uh what is your like the basically the favorite out of all of them uh you know it's funny because when i got into personal training i thought that was my that was my oh my god let's do it and then i realized I was trading more time for money. I didn't have time, personal time for myself and my family. So 
when I when I wrote my first book, 150 Quick and Easy Recipes to Transform Your Body, when I held that book in my hand for the first time, I was like, ah, that, that was a favorite part for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then a former client said, you should do a sugar-free dessert book. And it went off. So I put one out, 25 irresistible desserts that you can indulge is all natural sugar-free. When I got that, I thought I, I was like, oh man, I'm doing it. And then I got into uh, motivational speaking, how to sell on stage. And a, a client said, you need to find your voice. You have a story. And so all these different things were, were you know, was the thing. Every year was something new or every six months it was something new. I was finding a new outlet off the same same outlet was was diabetes. Mm-hmm. And then when I got into the medical fitness of it, that was a uh, that was a beautiful thing because it took me out of the realm of personal training into working with physical therapists, uh, chiropractors, doctors, athletic trainers, you know, all these clinical professionals. Now, when you talk about working with people who suffer from a stroke, diabetes, <clears throat> cancer, Mm-hmm. you know, rheumatoid arthritis, MS, you know, uh, most people, some women suffer from uh, fibroids, uh, uh, inactive thyroid, I'm able to work with these clients now, you know, and the podcast is doing amazing things since last February. And I want to shout out to COVID-19 for <laughs> creating a way for me because I'm shut in. Yeah. So we had to do something. So the podcast became one of those things. And now here we are almost a year later, we're monetizing that and getting a lot of information out and, and talking with individuals such as yourself on different other platforms to really get the word of health and wellness as a, 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 a priority in people's lives to make sure that mentally emotionally, physically, spiritually, environmentally, like we, we, we're working on all cylinders. So to answer your question, it was always something coming up next that we never knew, but it was always like, oh, this is a great moment. You know, so so many different areas to that question though. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what were your eating habits like before you started taking your body seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like that yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, 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 oh my, let me tell you something about eating habits. Now I have a culinary arts background, so I know food, Okay. but I wasn't focused on nutrition. Mm-hmm. I was focused on food. And you got to remember, I'm coming, I'm still emotional. I'm still, I didn't know I was suffering from depression. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So as men, we're taught to tough it up, be strong, you know, da, da, da. and until I went to physical therapy where I had, I was understanding that I was depressed. I didn't know, but a physical therapist would bring some things to light. So I was my go-to if I was emotion, emotional, I would go to Burger King. I have a double wobble with cheese, right? Mm-hmm. Onion rings and a strawberry shake. And I was a bachelor staying by myself. I had a condo, you know, and I would, I would, I would, I would drink beer. I had whatever was quick. 
I had Roman noodles. <laughs> I would eat out all the time because I was like, I don't feel like cooking emotionally, mentally. I wasn't feeling none of the cooking stuff. So I was like, yo, I'm going to eat what, you know, whatever. I'm going to drink. I'm going to party. Oh, we hang, where the wings at? What are, you know, what are, yo, whatever was there. Yeah. And I wanted to put my weight back up, you know? So I was just, and so it, it was horrible. It was horrible. Trust me. And the more you drink, it increases your appetite. So, you know, whatever was around, that's what I ate. I mean, for mm -hmm. real. So it, it was my, I knew better, you know, but I ate myself. I was an emotional eater. Just to say I was depressed and I was suppressing it with food. Mm -hmm. You know, I was messed up. See, when I get into my moods, I can't eat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, yeah. and then at around midnight, one o'clock, I'm like, <laughs> Let me go down here and make me some breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> go down yeah. here and make me something yeah. to eat. And I feel yeah. a whole meal at like one or two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I start you know, lifetime or something. I'm like, did I eat all that? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. But, you know, it all depends on who you are. It affects everybody different, like depression or stress, the cortisol hormones, or you get so busy working that you know, you're not thinking about food. And then when you, you know, when your sugar drops, everything looks and smells so amazing, you're going to eat, mm -hmm. you know? So even with quarantine, we have to really be careful because you're talking about the quarantine 15, like people put on weight, you know, because they're sitting back, they're snacking, they don't, they're working remotely from home now. So they don't have to get up and deal with traffic. So <laughs> they, you know, Hey, you're going to get up in the middle. Now you're going to get your snack. Now, depends on what you're getting. That's the, that's a whole different thing, you know? So it's common. So many people that I know personally and professionally have an issue with uh, nutritional balance and eating during this process of these uncertain times. So don't beat yourself up about it. Just try to monitor how you feel and eat appropriately. You know, that's, that's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. There's been times when I didn't, I guess I woke up out of my sleep and didn't realize I went downstairs and got some chocolate and woke up and had chocolate all over me. <laughs> like a brownie stuck to me or, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. something that I ate yeah. and didn't realize that I went and got it. I'm like, what is this on me? <laughs> or what is this? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, I, I work with people every day with this. So it's so funny to hear stories mm -hmm. because believe me, queen, <laughs> the story's hilarious. I'm telling you, like people, they'll go sneak down and they know their spouse's significant hour to sleep. And all of a sudden, as soon as you close the refrigerator, they're standing right there. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not supposed to, you know, the stories are crazy. So, you know, it is what it is. But if you decide to eat, make sure that you get snack on some vegetables, which is your free foods. It won't count against you, mm -hmm. you know, fiber. So, you know, you're okay. Even healthy fats like yogurts, uh, make sure you watch the sugar content, um, guacamole, healthy fats, you know, um, hummus. You know, I like to do those type of things. Now, every once in a while, like when we get super busy mm -hmm. and we front the computers and everything like that, our brain is designed to trigger for something sugary or salty so it's always 
you know, chips or something like that around for, for a lot of people. So it's a common thing, but we just have to make, you know, uh, rational decisions and ask ourselves questions like, am I emotional right now? Why am I reaching for this? Or why am I up eating this? Um, why can't I sleep? You know, um, who's in control right now? Is it my brain? Uh, is it my heart? Because these two <laughs> is going to control you. They're always fighting for a position, whether it's in your personal life or your professional life. So you got to ask yourself, am I emotional about something? What's wearing me down? Am I stressed? Am I depressed? And these type of things is going to really trigger the food cravings. So you have to really ask yourself certain questions. And if you're on a, on a weight loss goal or even a weight gain goal, you mm -hmm. still want to ask yourself, am I going to benefit if I eat this? Mm -hmm. Am I going to win? Is this going to push me closer to my goal or push me back? You know, so when you ask yourself certain questions, mm -hmm. then you, you'll be able to, you know, if you're disciplined enough, you'd be able to, you know, control your cravings as much as possible. Okay. So was it hard getting into the business um, of having people take you serious as a healthcare and a fitness professional? Um, at, at, at one point, I was in my way more than anybody else because the market is so saturated, especially in the Atlanta area with uh, personal trainers. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, they're everywhere. And once I realized that I had a story and I had a unique ability to share that story, mm -hmm. I had a unique ability to really help people um, build great relationships or rapport with certain clients. Like if a, if a client reached out to me and I feel like, you know, their personality was off, like I have a gift of discernment. So it's like, if you're, if you're not vibrating similar to mine, if you're not, if I'm not feeling your frequencies, most likely I would not take you as a client mm -hmm. because I need to feel, mm -hmm. you know, that mirror energy to be more effective. So um, it was more challenging for me once I get out of my own head about it. Now, you know, when you're working with people, you know, a lot of my clients, they're, you know, high earners, you know, and one client, he's, he told me, he said, look, man, don't worry about it. And I said, yeah, sometimes it's frustrating. We was on Storm Mountain coming down. And he said, let me tell you something. McDonald's does not care how many burgers Burger King is selling. For real. <laughs> they don't care. Understand? Churches doesn't care how many chicken Popeyes is selling. Mm -hmm. But you see each one of those in every corner making money, lying around the corner. So he said, you, and you know, he's a high earner. He got this mind is right. So when I heard that it clicked for me, I was like, this, do you come with your own recipe and do you, you know, and that worked for me. And I share that with the audience. Like if you, whatever industry that you are in and you feel like so-and-so doing it and they, you know, they biting you or whatever, 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 keep that in mind. Yeah. McDonald's does not care how many burgers Burger King is selling. Yeah. So would you say that you're, um, 
at the fitness level that you would want to be at at the moment? Um, you know, at 53, I feel like I'm in great shape. shape. Mm -hmm. I just had uh, hormonal therapy analysis on yesterday with body symmetry out here. And it's about taking your fitness game to the next level. See, when, we, when you look at fitness, most people talking about big muscles and all that. So that's cool, but that's the vanity side of it. When you talk about the internal health, mm -hmm. as we get older, hormonal changes, you know, your, your, your testosterone hormones, you want to talk about your body fat, your visceral fat. You want to talk about your vitamins and minerals deficiencies. You know, you want to talk about supplementations. You want to talk about ample sleep. Uh, adequate hydration. You want to talk about stress. So I went to these evaluations and did an in-body 3D scan of my whole body mm -hmm. to see what my internal numbers are to push me to the next level. Like I don't need 20, 24 inch arms. It does not benefit me mm -hmm. because when you get into the medical part of that, when you get older, just to say you don't have great range of motion when you when your muscles are really big like that. Like you you can't scratch your back, you can't wash your back, you can't wipe your butt. You know, it's just <laughs> I don't. It's this is true. People don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, and, and for me, I'm not a bodyguard. I'm not you know I'm not playing at that elite athletic level, so I don't need all that. You know, I'm healthy. My numbers are great. My mm -hmm. cholesterol is great. Like I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? And so having a leaner sculpted uh, physique, I think sells and works better for me when I'm talking about speaking on stage and I got product and merchandise for sale. When I walk into a room, I, I know for a fact that uh, my physical appearance is going to lead the way. Mm -hmm. And if people see me on social media or whatever, they, they already see it. So um, when you walk into a room, you know, like my chin is up, my, my chest is out, my shoulders back. I walk, I'm a man. I walk in. I don't have to be a, a, a certain way. Yeah. And this is why I tell my clients, especially male clients, just make sure that you're healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, keep your body fat, your abdominal obesity down, keep it down. Drink your water, control your stress, you know, uh, keep improving. Because when you age, for, especially for a man, a man metabolism slows down, he gets super stressed, he gets depressed, he goes into menopause, which is a thing. Men, menopause is a thing, okay? When you start to get uh, a lot of man boobs, that's estrogen, okay? So... You know, you got to control these things. And these are health markers. And don't try to compete with the man next to you because you don't know what his story is. You don't know what supplements he's taking. You don't know. Mm -hmm. Focus on you so you can be a better version for your wife, for your kids, for your grandkids, for your last name. And this is what I coach. So even with women, I say, what type of grandparent that you want to be? You want to be that fun, energetic grandparent that's out there in the back of the yard throwing a ball, or you want to be that grandparent that's in a walker or wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Your choice to start today. 
So when I get that, you know, <laughs> they yeah. be like, oh, I got to start doing it because imagine your emotional health if you're overweight, stiff joints, arthritis, whatever it is, and your grandson or daughter say, come on, play with me, and you can't. Yeah. That's going to eat you up inside. Okay, so There's no greater joy for a grandparent to be out there having fun in nice green grass at the park in the backyard. It's greater. It's no greater fun than that for to be a grandparent. Mm -hmm. You know, not a grandparent that unfortunately can't have fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, the choice is yours. Yeah. So, so what, I, I, what type of exercise or training would you um, do I need to do to get a six pack? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. I have four kids and um you know I've been working on it you know yeah. people think yeah. I'm younger than what I am and and yeah. that's I'm, I'm grateful for that but yeah. I yeah. feel it you know they yeah. say oh you yeah. oh my gosh you look so young I thought you were in your 20s and I'm like no I'm actually 40 and I have four kids they're like how old are your kids and I'm like oh my oldest is 20 they're like what yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's good that they think I'm my daughter's age. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and you know feel, what? But I want yeah. to six pack. I gotta get it. <laughs> first, first, first of all, that's a beautiful thing for family members, friends, and pairs to view you as a younger version, a by a chronological age, you know, a younger version of you. So that means you know you're you're doing something right. It can be genetics, you know. Also, you just have great, great um, um, genetics, great pores, you know, stuff like that. And I'm 53. Most people can't believe it, you know, and it's a great feeling to hear that because so many people have aged so, so fast in front of us. So now um, I would suggest to you, even with four kids, you can do it. I've seen it all the time. It's going to it's going to cost you some discipline. Okay, it's going. Yeah. You're going to have to sacrifice them them brownies at one in the morning. Okay, I'm trying to tell you. you to... Why well, ate a salad yesterday and today and the day before? So what type of salad dressing did you have on your salad? Ranch. You go. Now here's the deal. When people say I have a salad, that's cool. I'm not knocking that. A lot of times, the condiments the salad dressings, mm -hmm. the ketchups, the barbecue sauce, these are these are hidden culprits of sugars and salt, which is over time, it's gonna be contribute to the weight. So we might say, oh man, I had a salad, but you just killed it when you put the ranch on there. You know what I'm saying? So we got to focus on a vinaigrette, oh, okay. you know, some vinegar based oil, because that vinegar is gonna cut through a lot of the uh, the sugars and the blood glucose and the fat and all that stuff like that. So it's always to, you know, I, I like any type of vinaigrette. Um, I also like salsa mm -hmm. on my salad. And somebody said, that's, that sounds nasty. I said, well, you eat, you eat tacos. Yeah. <laughs> and you put salsa. It's the same thing. You just take the shell off it. You know what I'm saying? So um, stick with the vinaigrette, find you a good brand. And doesn't have a lot of sodium and everything like that, and go from there. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll um, lemon juice. I'll sprinkle some of that on it. It all depends. You keep switching it up. Okay. Um, so I get Charlie horses often, and yeah. 
Like I, I could be in a deep sleep and and I'd be thinking yeah. I'm about to win the lottery and reach for the money and I'm reaching for my leg and my foot, like, ah, my, <laughs> you know, out of my sleep. And I'm just like, yeah. why do I keep getting these Charlie horses all the time? Here's, here's the deal with that. Number one, you got to keep your, your muscles and in, in your joints hydrated. Mm-hmm. Okay. So number two, you have to stretch. Okay. okay. And I'm not talking about, uh, uh, that's not a stretch. Okay. I'm talking about holding each stretch for 20 to 25 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, seconds for mild to moderate discomfort. Mm-hmm. And when you stretch like that, you really stretch out. Yeah. You know, whatever stretch you want to do, you want to make sure you hold it until it hurts a little bit. So you're getting oxygen to the muscles. You increase in range of motion. You get environments. Your blood cells are going through all those different things like that. This is why yoga is so helpful for a lot of people. So stretching, and then also you, when you stretch, you help to holistically, you know, uh, control your stress level. Um, you can bring down your blood pressure a few points naturally. Mm-hmm. Drink the water. Stretch. Um, definitely that before and after a workout because you want to delay onset muscle soreness. Um, A lot of times people catch Charlie Horse now because we're sitting at our desk, we're working remotely. Mm -hmm. So what's happening, I'm gonna turn to the side so I can demonstrate a little bit. When we at our desk, we're kind of like this. Mm -hmm. So we, that's called an anterior pelvic tilt. So when we like this, our spinal cord is anterior is, is, is tilted over a little bit. So we're working and then we're looking at a computer. So we put pressure on the cervical spine, which is yeah. on the back of the, uh, underneath the brain coming down to the shoulders. And so when we on our cell phones, we're like this, you know? So when we're sitting for long periods of time, our hips start to get stiffened and our hamstrings start to get long. Okay, so we're not getting that much activity. So in the human body, your hips is the biggest joint in the body. It's connected to the biggest and strongest muscle in the body, which is the gluteus maximus, which is the the butt, okay? Which is connected to the biggest bone is is the femur bone, actually are the quad muscles. Mm -hmm. So these are the workhorse of the body. So in order for you to stand, sit down, walk, run, use the bathroom, whatever the case may be. If you got stiffness in any one of those, or most people I work with, they have, they need hip replacement. They got bone on bone. There's no ligament, no tendons there. You know, uh, they all jacked up or they may have some type of spinal cord deviations, mm-hmm. you know, whether the lumbar area, the sciatic nerve, on the thoracic, which is the center part of the uh, uh, the spine, you know, you name it. So, to you know, we got to stretch. Even in our chairs, you know, you do some office stretching. You make sure you stretch. You get up every hour on hour, and you stretch. You know, you can come up, you know, stretch, and make sure reach all the way up, stretch your back out, you know, you can come down, stretch it. It's, it's so many different ways to do office stretching to prevent stiffness of the joints or to prevent these Charlie horses you're talking about when you're going to bed. Trust me, the Charlie horses are those muscle cramps 
they're not fun. <laughs> okay, oh, they're not no. fun. No, I used to get them when um, I played sports too. <laughs> they already know. That no, no. Gangster, real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know, why? That thing is stiffing you up, especially at night. You know, and you'd be like, ah, oh, you know, and I gotta, I gotta walk it off. But you know, it's, it's a common thing. You know, we have to drink the water to stay hydrated. Mm -hmm. um, we have so, to stretch. So, as a woman, um, is there certain exercises that we need to avoid, uh, or it doesn't even matter? Well, you know, that, you know, that's a great question. I think that I don't do a cookie cutter program or give cookie cutter answers. Mm -hmm. I'll give you the correct answer after we have a consultation. Because I can give you some random stuff and it may not even work for you. I can give you some food to eat. It may not even work for you because I don't know your lifestyle. Yeah. I don't know your body composition. I don't know your BMI. I don't know, you know, your hormones. I don't know what your, your, your vitamins and minerals deficiencies are. I don't know if you suffer from, you know, MS, arthritis, fibromyalgia, uh, inactive thyroid. Like I, you know, because what I do <clears throat> is I customize programs based on individual needs, okay. you know. What programs do you offer? Off. It all depends. Like we can do weight loss, we can do uh, weight gain, we can do medical fitness. It's just say you have an inactive thyroid, mm -hmm. and when an inactive thyroid is happening in a woman, you know they're gonna put you on some type of med. I forgot the name of it, but it's a steroid component. And when that happens, you automatically gonna gain thirty to fifty pounds, and the side effects is weight gain and fatigue. Hmm. And you're going to gain that weight real fast. And you're like, I need to work out. I need to work out. But you're too, you're too tired because the medicine. Mm -hmm. And then your nutrition is off. So now you're on the couch. You you know, you got your girlfriends coming over. They're bringing you Zaxby's. And I've seen it all. The, you know, now, you, you know, you got the wine going on. <laughs> so it varies. You know, I can tell you anything, mm -hmm. but. I don't, you know, I, you know, if all else fails, go for a walk, go for a couple miles of walk. If you like to swim, go for a swim. That's great for your joints, great for whole body workout. Um, you play ball, you athletic, go back. I tell people like this, go back to the physical activities that you loved when you was 12 and 13 years old. That's what I want to do. That's it. That's the key. I want to get back into softball. I do. Finally, I'll create one and get back into it. Or even in your case, if that's not possible, go to a batting range, mm -hmm. you know, and just hit a few, you know, and that's going to make you feel great. You know, mm -hmm. I, I like basketball, but sometimes, you know, I don't go out. Um, I like jump rope. I like hitting a heavy bag. I do that. I love hiking. I have a bike. I ride a bike, you know, um, but it's just I'm not going to the to the basketball court and play with these wannabes and then twist an ankle, or, you know, blow my knee out or something like that. That's going to put me out of the game professionally and personally. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to do that. Just forget about that. You know, I'm not going to play a pickup game mm -hmm. and somebody trying to live their Michael Jordan dreams out 
you know, they damn I get injured, you know, nah, I'm not I'm too old. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna do that. But you know, I, I definitely would suggest go back to your childhood years, use 12, 10, 13 years old, and relive those moments when you was double dutching, get your homegirls, get and go out there and jump rope, double dutch. That was fun back then, you know, and um you're gonna burn calories, you're gonna decrease your stress. You're going to use different muscle groups. You know, you're going to laugh from the diaphragm muscle with naturally control your stress levels. You know, um, all these things count holistically. You just have to, you know, find that you love what you love and then explore it, have fun with it. And you're going to be in the best psychological, emotional, physical state at 40 plus with three, four kids. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And 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 it doesn't exercise, I would say this, exercise should be a, a, a joy to do and not a chore. Mm-hmm. When you make exercise a joy, you're gonna do it all the time because you love it. It makes you happy, right? Mm-hmm. But if you make something like, oh, I gotta go to the gym, you're not gonna, you're not gonna. Yeah. Because I had um, actually, right before the new year had, um, I had put together my own workout gym in my bedroom. So I have a, a sweet bedroom. Yeah. Um, so I have a bike and I have the ab glider. And then I yeah. have the, the total workout gym um, mm-hmm. where I can pull up. And But that one's kind of hard. I used to be able to do it when I was doing it every day. <clears throat> but yeah. Once you stop using something for so long and you try to pick it back up, it's kind of hard because, of yeah. course, I'm bigger than what I was when I first got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Don't feel bad about that. Just start where you are mm-hmm. and your body is going to adjust. Yeah. And you get back there, you know. But to your defense or anybody's defense who has a home gym, like when COVID hit and gym shut down, everybody went out and bought equipment, Yeah. Uh, couldn't find equipment anywhere. And it was fun to set a little gym up. Mm-hmm. Now, it's very challenging to stay uh, motivated in home gyms. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's very challenging yeah. because you don't have that environment of other people, you know, working out, you know, home. I got a bow flex, I got whisk. I sometimes, I might hang I might hang something up on the bow flex. <laughs> you know, a cold or something. Like, I don't want to turn it into a closet. Yeah. But you know, I go to other clients' house and you know, I, I work out with them. They got state of the art equipment. Mm-hmm. And they pay me to work out with them. Yeah, originally I wanted to like invite a couple friends over to work out with me, but I'm like, no, because people are walking around and don't know that they have COVID. And, you know, they may bring that to my home because their kids are around other people and, you know, they're around other people. So I didn't want my spot to be the hot spot, you know, and I'm like, no, let me just keep it simple, you know, you know, a family to take care of, too. Well, what that's telling me is that you are a, a an intelligent decision maker in these times of. Uh, COVID, this pandemic, it's, it's, it's nothing to play with, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and especially a lot of people just acting like it's nothing, <laughs> you know, especially here in Atlanta, it's like, it's 
events everywhere. I'm like, y'all go ahead. But um, you have to be safe because it's not just about you. It's about the people who you are an asset to. Mm-hmm. When people depend on you and you got miles to feed and, you know, they expect you to be that mother, that wife, that girlfriend, whatever it may be, you know, it's imperative that you practice self-care uh, techniques to make sure that your mind and your body and your, your spirit, you know, is lining up because when you get sick or injured, you become a liability, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And all your money start to go towards taking care of yourself at that point. Doctors visits, prescriptions, specialty doctors, co-pays. Even if you have top of the line insurance, you're going to come out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. So one of, one of, one of my um, courses of things that I teach is I teach people how to reverse money back into their checking account just by you know, eating right, working out and controlling their money because so many people suffer from diabetes and they, they allocate 6000 to $8,000 per year on maintaining diabetes when they don't even have to maintain it. I showed them how to reverse it. So just imagine that $8,000 back into your checking account all because you just made a couple of tweaks. What can you do with that money? Yeah. College education, vacation, repairs on the car, repairs on the house, new car, new house. You know what? Big farmer, big farmer condition you so much mm-hmm. that you got to take the shot, take the pill, but and and you're say, oh Terrence, eating healthy costs too much. But you go every month and spend a hundred dollars a month on medicine that's causing a side effect and you got to go get more, man. Most people are taking, you see those pill box Sunday through Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they got pill for this. A lot of times it's triggered by side effects of the, the, the ailment or the illness or the medicine that they on, mm-hmm. you know? So you saying, you saying to me, Oh, those apples cost too much. Those fruits and vegetables cost too much. I said, wait till you get your next doctor bill. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, them doctor bills ain't no joke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't take care of your health on a regular basis, and me too, because sometimes I slip because I go through my little mm-hmm. thing, and I said, "Team, you got to get it together, bro." And um, it's gonna cost you a lot of money mm-hmm. down the line. So you know, I- imagine being a stroke survivor. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. I got a client, he says, I got medical bills for the rest of my life. And when he said that, I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Imagine the struggle, the financial struggle for his spouse, for his next generation, for his kids' kids. If something happened to him, he dies, somebody going to inherit that, that debt. Yeah. yeah. Credit card bills, uh, foreclosed on mortgage, potentially. You got the, you know, it's a lot going on. And also imagine being our age, 40, 50, whatever, you catch a stroke, you survive. That's the least of your problems. Now you got to go to countless uh, physical therapy sessions that's going to cost you. You got to learn, potentially learn how to speak, walk, eat, brush your teeth, 
balance, sit up straight. Imagine that. Your fine motor skills, buttoning up your shirt, zipping up your pants. Everything. Mm -hmm. Your gross motor skills, like getting up and down off the floor. Imagine that. So when I work with people, those are markers for me. I'm like, man, I, I, I can't let, I can't see myself. Just imagine, like, oh my God, who's going to take care of me? <laughs> That's a fear. Okay. That's a fear of mine. Like, it's important for me to try to stay as healthy as possible because I have a fear that if I get put in a home, most likely I'm not going to get the best treatment and care for me. Mm-hmm. And I'll be a grumpy MF in that nursing home. <laughs> in the <laughs> Y'all better you know what I'm saying, but they can be like, we don't want to, he don't, we don't want to deal with him. You're supposed so, to your knees when you pick up that chair. You're supposed to be. <laughs> but you get, you get what I'm saying. Like we, we take for granted our liberties that we have now, like being able to speak with you like this is a blessing. Yeah. If I if if we one us have a stroke, and you see me again in a year, and I and I'm trying to recover, I may have one side of my body mm-hmm. that's inoperable. I I got a I got a client now, a former client. She just texted me right before we got on, and she said, "I'm in San Diego. She's 83 years old. She suffered from a stroke. You know, she's she can't move her left side." Mm-hmm. I didn't know she had cancer. She's I'm in San Diego. And I said, what? You know, and, you know, now I got to find somebody that's going to help her in, in, in San Diego, you know, in my network, you know, who, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, you know, when you work with clients day in and day out, people, people are hurting, people are suffering from lifestyle conditions that could have been preventable. Mm-hmm. If they just watch the sodium exercise, drink the water, stretch, and just be, you know, it's a blessing, man. You really start to really show gratitude every day for uh, getting in and out of the bed, on and off the toilet, you know, wiping your own backside. Like these things are real when when you're dealing with people who have those challenges. So, I mean, we, we got to do better, man. You know, we got to, we got to practice self-care techniques and especially with COVID mm-hmm. and what I've seen, if you get struck with COVID and you get in the hospital, nobody can come visit you. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely- your, your spouse, family members, they no serve. You're not coming in and nobody wants to die alone. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm seeing it. Yeah. Well, um, with that being said, um, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to share, like booking information or um, where we could find your book? Um, what What's the name of your books again? Um, the first one is 150 Quick and Easy Recipes. Oh, it's upstairs. I got the other one. 150 Quick and Easy Recipes to Transform Your Body. Okay. And then I have this one. You can see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the sugar-free uh, dessert book, 25 irresistible desserts that you can indulge, all natural ingredients for you, for you one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know, eaters. Yeah. <laughs> now you don't have to have no guilt. 
you know what I'm saying? That and then the third book is being edited out right now, should be out close to spring. Um, uh, get rid of diabetes now, seven proven strategies for reversal. Okay. And I felt the need to put that out right during the time or after COVID because it was ready last year, but I had to go back in. It don't make no sense to put that particular book out and you can't, and you don't include something about COVID yeah. because diabetic sufferers and COVID, they go, that thing is crazy. If you've got diabetes, you've got type two diabetes and you're overweight or whatever the case may be, COVID can really come in. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to really focus on building your immune system and making sure you're good. So um, booking information, you can go to my website, your best, www.yourbestlifestyles.com okay. and connect there. Or the O. Robinson Public Relations and Media Group, my publicist over there, you know, they got get me out. Or simply just email me, email me at terrence.hutchinson, the number two, at gmail.com. And just find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, at Terrence Hutchinson. Um, my IG handle is uh, Terrence1745. You know, but it's, it's, it's plenty of ways to connect. So if you, you know, if you need me to come in uh, at your health and wellness event, whether it's corporate wellness, your private event, mm -hmm. uh, personal training, medical fitness training, uh, nutritional guidance, um, you wanted copies of the book, um, you want to be a, a, a guest, a sponsor, a subscriber to the podcast, which is uh, Your Best Lifestyles podcast. Okay. And we're on Pandora, iHeart, TuneIn, iTunes, Apple, Google, um, uh, Deezer, Stitcher, we everywhere, you know, on the podcast platforms. Um, 150, uh, what? No, uh, 52, 53 countries. 1.3 million listeners right now. And it's all about health and wellness. It's designed to bring in a lot of uh, clinical professionals, experts in their field to give you more insight, strategies, and tips on how you can take care of yourself. You know, the latest trends, the latest, you know, fads, fad diet, you know, whatever it may be. You can, you know, it can it be a, a chiropractor, physical therapist, primary physician, you know, so that's what the podcast is about. And also, um, I'm a, a, a personal chef and nutritionist for the I, iconic, legendary, iconic motivational speaker, Mr. Les Brown. I've been working with him okay. for the last, since uh, June of last year. I just left his house when I came here. So, okay. you know, and that's a learning experience because I'm able to, you know, that's an OG and I'm able to listen talking about five decades of experience of speaking on, on different platforms around the world multiple times. So now I got to, you know, not only that I'm his personal chef and nutritionist, mm -hmm. but also I'm learning in the process of how to, you know, monetize my voice and do other things like that in the process. So, it's a fun time right now, you know, it's, it's a real fun time. So if you want to connect, those are all the sites and spots. Okay, well, I appreciate you for taking the time out of your day to interview with me here at Kentucky Good Vibes. And uh, 
I look forward to um, getting your cookbook, your, your especially the sugar-free one, because I love sweets. Especially that one. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, awesome. Um, I want to say thank you thank for you. allowing me to come on your platform and share, okay. contribute to your platform. You did a great job, and I, I hope that it reaches millions of people and help millions of people and help uh, uh, elevate you and your platform to where you see it, what, whatever your visions are. You can only go up. So it's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Queen, for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. All um, right. Um, one more question. So mm -hmm. when, um, are you, you're in Atlanta right now, correct? Correct. Whenever you all are in Atlanta, be sure to hit him up, get a yeah. consultation, and um, maybe he yeah. can do a session with you, see how he operates, and go from there. Yeah, go from there. And also, also remember, it's not a one-size-fit-all. We will do uh, a, a complete comprehensive par queue. We're going to ask you a lot of questions as far as your your lifestyle habits, your eating habits, your diet, your stress, your career, you know, um, a lot of things to get a, a, a truly understanding of who you are, where you want to be and why. It's, you know, we're not going to just give you any type of program and say, go do that. No, we're not. That's not what I do. And so get prepared to answer some tough questions and grab a pen and paper and journal your answers because you're gonna you're gonna think, <laughs> you know, and um, and that's what we want because we want you to transform your life. And I'm gonna say this before I close out: if if you're on an airplane and it's turbulence, I'm sorry, and you know, and the mask come down, they say so secure the mask on you first. Same way in your own life, self care. You got to put the, you know, take care of you first. You can't stop putting yourself on the back burner. It's all about you. I know you got family members and all that, but put yourself on the front burner, carve out that 60 minute winter, go work out, drink your water, exercise, do what you got to do. Because if you fall short and you get sick and you're in the hospital, your family members is going to suffer. So well, think about them when you're making your choices. Well, thank you so much. Once thank again. Thank you. Appreciate you. Okay. Take care. Bye. Take care.